only days are good because I just watched Center Stage for the first time in maybe 10 years because it's the 20th anniversary of the film. Uh, I think this year it came out in 99. Um, which is amazing, and I just actually watched a fantastic interview with uh, New York City Ballet star Megan Fairchild and the star of the movie Amanda Shaw, who plays Jodie Sawyer, and she talks about her process of getting the role, and it's just fantastic and just amazing little tidbits. So if you love the movie Center Stage, I highly, highly recommend watching the movie again because it's on Netflix and also watching the interview on uh, Megan Fairchild's YouTube channel, which is just fabulous. So tish tosh, just posh. I'm literally loving it. Hi, everybody. It is uh, Andrew DeVitri, the Mistress of Pop Culture, coming at you on a Tuesday morning. I'm actually recording this episode Monday night, but um, happy Tuesday, everybody. Uh, this week's kind of going by quick, even though it is already Tuesday. I mean, it's only Tuesday, but um, I feel a little bit of uh, hope in the air, spring in the air, because uh, in L.A., at least here in L.A., things are starting to very slowly and securely open up again. Um, businesses to get the economy going. Which is just fabulous news for those who have been, like me, at home for the last few months, literally bored out of their minds and just craving fresh air and just being out in the world feeling productive. Because I think it can only, one can only be home for so long and feel the ability to be productive within the confines of your own home. Except for those who live in those, like, palaces up in the hills of Hollywood and, like, Beverly Hills and whatnot. That's a different story, but I myself don't live there, so. But that's okay. Um... I have some amazing stories for you today, and I mean, this week is just starting off with a bang in terms of pop culture, and I think celebrities are literally seeing the fact that the world is opening up again so they can get out in the world and just produce and, and well, not really produce, I'm, I'm going to say live their own authentic lives because they're giving us so much premium content, and I have um, some amazing stories for you today. Um, let me think if I have anything to go over before I start. I watched Center Stage, which was great. Follow me on TikTok at adrew58580, R-E-W-585. I have a, a pop and TikTok channel, and I'm literally loving it. I, I feel, it makes me feel quite youthful, and, uh, you know, it's great and a lot of fun and a great way to be creative. I have a, a bit of a controversial thing I'm going to say about TikTok. I think it has usurped Instagram's place as, like, the top-tier social media platform because your reach is just far greater. I'm literally seeing content and videos from people who I would never, ever be able to just come across uh, on my For You page on TikTok through Instagram. I mean, Instagram, you can look at your, like, popular page and see what's happening, but, like, it's so much effort to have to go there and scroll through. TikTok, it literally just boom, 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 quick video, quick video, and I love it. So cheers and congratulations to the creators or the masterminds. I think it was formerly Musical.ly, and then they did a little bit of rebranding, housekeeping, and became it became TikTok, and it's literally the most amazing fun app ever. So once again, I think everybody should be on it. I know there's a little bit of a skepticism because it's, a, I guess, an app made overseas, but that's okay because I'm literally loving it. Uh, my username is A-D-R-E-W-585. This is my Instagram name, but Instagram's over. Um, I'm literally loving TikTok, so congratulations to TikTok. And all, to those of you who are on it, literally hit me up, and I'll hit you back up because I love fun, creative content. Um, and that's, you know, what the world is all about, and that's what I do here on my podcast, The Mistress of Pop Culture. Mistress of Pop Culture. Okay, see how excited I am. Okay, so let's get into some stories. Um, our first story is actually very sad. But I am going to report about it because it came across my desk, and I'm I, I'll read. I'm going to read it to you from page six and then E, and then we'll, we'll dissect. Okay, page six. YouTube star Corey Labari or Barry B A R R I E dead in car crash on 25th birthday. This is really really sad. YouTube star Corey Labari died in a car crash on sa- on Sunday night while celebrating his 25th birthday. That that really just makes my heart ache. According to TMZ. The alleged driver, quote, Ink Master, I believe it was, oh, a star, Daniel Silva. So Ink Master must be a show. I've never heard of it. Um, Daniel Silva is going to be arrested on on murder charges. Silva did not immediately return Page Six's request for comment. The gossip site reports that Silva, 26, crashed a McLaren sports car into a street sign and tree. Labari, in the passenger seat, took the brunt of the crash and was pronounced dead at the hospital. 
Clips from social media show Labari drinking and dancing in his LA home earlier on Sunday. Sources told TMZ that the pair had been at a party earlier in the evening for Labari's birthday and that Silva had been seen drinking. <clears throat> um, you know, I'm just going to give up my thoughts after this. So let's just finish it and then I'll, you know, dissect. Silva worked his way out of homelessness at 19 by learning to tattoo and landed a slot on the 10th season of Ink Masters with just three years' professional experience by winning an episode of the show's spinoff, Ink Master Angels. On Monday, Labari's mother, Lisa Harrison Burton, confirmed her son's death on Instagram, writing, quote, My heart breaks right now. On my son's 25th birthday, he was very drunk and got into a car with a drunk driver. No words can describe the sadness I feel in losing a child. It just feels so surreal, and I'm overwhelmed with grief. I love you so much, Corey, and will miss you so, so much. It's just so unfair. Australian native Labari moved to LA, picked up hundreds of thousands of followers across his various social media accounts for his comedy routines. He was a contestant on the YouTube series, The Reality House. The YouTube community was also rocked several weeks ago by the death of Steve Cash from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Cash's own comedic videos, many, um, which focused on his cat Sylvester, amassed over 2.4 million subscribers by the time of his death at 40. Sorry if you heard a cracking, that was many. Um, so that's the first story. This is just tragic all around uh i can't begin to even fathom what it must be like for his poor mother after posting that and the fact that she even had to post something like that is just truly awful we live in an age and i understand it's uh, the the coronavirus of 2020 so you can't really uber or lyft it's hard i mean i don't know if they're still operating but we we live in an age where it is just unacceptable to drink and drive there are so many other ways to get around and and maybe i'm, I'm not even going to try to attempt at what people were thinking or what people do think when they get behind a wheel. Although I know when you drink, you feel invincible. You feel like you do, you can do anything. But the one thing that you should never, ever do, even if you have a sip, you should never drink and drive. You should take a cab or you should walk. It's just, uh, cars are dangerous enough. Even when you're in the sober light of day, just driving around. I mean, when I go on the highway, even, even during these times when the highways are still really, you know, empty, but they're picking up a little bit. I am so scared of just people who don't know how to drive because it's not necessarily you. It's other people. And, you never know if somebody else has been drinking, and I just I think this is just so horrible, and I feel so bad for this young guy. Twenty five is just such a young, a young age. Um, now let's let's read what he had to say here, and then um, we'll dissect more. Okay, YouTube star Corey Labari uh, dead at twenty five in car crash. The YouTube community is in mourning after Corey Labari died on Sunday, May tenth. His mother and brother confirmed in a separate and in separate Instagram post that Corey was the victim of a drunk driving accident, which took place on his twenty fifth birthday on Monday afternoon. His brother Jared Labari shared quote. This isn't something I thought I would ever have to sit here and type out for a very long time or what I want to do right now, but everyone deserves to know. My brother, Corey, passed away last night in a car accident with his drunk friend driving. He continued, quote, This is the hardest thing I've ever had to do, and I don't know what I'm supposed to do, and I don't know how I'm supposed to do this without you. I miss you so much already. This isn't fair. Thank you for always being the best big brother I could ever ask for. I love you so effing much. Life's never going to be the same without you, RIP. A spokesperson for the Los Angeles Police Department was unable to reveal the identities of the deceased and the driver, but confirmed that a McLaren hit a street sign before crashing into a tree in Valley Village, in the Valley Village neighborhood. That's uh, in the Valley, for those of you who don't live in LA. It's kind of kind of near Burbank, uh, just out in the Valley. Um, Sunday night. They stated that the passenger has since died and the driver was taken to the hospital in... the And the driver that was taken to the hospital is in unknown condition. Um... Charges have not been filed, but TMZ reports that there are law enforcement sources anticipate an arrest for the driver who is reportedly Ink Master Daniel Silva. Numerous friends and acquaintances of the YouTube star have expressed their condolences to the Labari family on social media, including Rebecca Black and Ethan Dolan of the Dolan Twins. In addition, some of the stars of the YouTube show Reality House spoke out about the privilege of getting to know the star Ryan Abe wrote on Twitter, quote, um, from the tours to the random videos we made 
to our late night heart to hearts. I will never forget you. I know you're saying was quote underappreciated, but you are always, but you are and always will be so effing loved. Corey will be most remembered for his YouTube channel, which garnered over 700,000 subscribers. Wow. Yeah. Um, just tragic all around. There's no silver lining, no, no happy things to say other than, you know, celebrating this individual's life and, um, never ever drink and drive. And it's an age old tale. Just don't do it. You know, don't do it. You know, there, there are a lot of smart decisions you can make that can save your life and somebody else's life too. Uh, so I, I highly suggest, you know, and we, we're not supposed to be near each other. It's supposed to be social distancing. So please, you guys, and, and please keep this family in your thoughts. Um, because it's just, it's horrific and, yeah. Um, okay, so a quick word from our sponsors, and then I'm going to uh, bring you our next story. Thank you, Anchor. Okay, so our next story. Queen of Twitter. Uh, oh, I'm going to deeper that, but I think many other people would say she is the queen of Twitter. Chrissy Teigen is taking a little break from social media amid Allison Roman drama. This is from E! News. I don't know if you guys, uh, I guess, witnessed this, this Twitter exchange, but... It's this woman who I've actually never heard of uh, came for Chrissy Teigen and her many, many talents in the kitchen and just being an entrepreneur, businesswoman, boss, and she has no right to because Chrissy Teigen is literally just minding her own damn business, putting out premium content, being hilarious. Um, and yeah, let's just read it and then we'll dissect. Looks like Chrissy Teigen would like to be excluded from this narrative. On Friday, best-selling cooking author Alison Roman made headlines with comments she made about Chrissy's business model in the food world. Soon after her comments made rounds on social media, people went to Chrissy's defense, but it looks like things might have taken another unexpected turn over the weekend. On Twitter this weekend, um, Chrissy wrote, quote, this is what always happens. The first day, a ton of support, then the next, one million reasons as to why you deserve this. It never fails. It seems as though the Cravings author might be referring to old resurfaced tweets from years past that Twitter users found problematic. Now, Chrissy has made her Twitter account private and decided to take a little break. I really hate what this drama has caused this week. She added, calling my kids petri dish babies or making up flight manifest with my name on them to Epstein Island to justify someone else's disdain with me seems seems gross to me, so I'm going to take a little break. In the interview, the new consumer, Allison, had... in the I'm sorry, in the interview with new consumer, I've never even heard of the publication, Allison had said that Chrissy's way of running her empire, quote, horrifies her. Like, honestly, is there really a need to say something like that about someone else who's just trying to run their own damn business? No, there's not. We live in an era where everybody is already hard enough as it is, coming from the top, and you know what I'm talking about, so let's just all be nice to one another, okay? My words, not E-words. Now back to E-words. Quote, like, what Chrissy Teigen has done is so crazy to me. She had a successful cookbook, and then it was like, boom, line at Target, boom. Now it's just an Instagram page that has over a million followers where it's just, like, people running content farm, people running a content farm for her, she said. That horrifies me, and it's not something that I ever want to do. Um, I'm going to pause right there and say that I don't think anyone's running for her. I think Chrissy Teigen's running her own damn Instagram page, and I think she has her own damn password. She can do her own damn thing. Also, the fact that, like, somebody would pull down somebody for having a lot of followers and literally in- insane, uh, I guess... No, I don't want to say marketing opportunities. Um, what do you call them when you team up with someone uh, spoke when you're a spokesperson? Kim Kardashian used to do it all the time. A brands brand deals. Um, oh, sponsorships, sponsorships. Chrissy has amazing sponsorships because she's a boss and she's so funny and she's really lighthearted and I love her content. Anyways, I'm sorry to sorry to divert again. I just I'm very passionate about this woman because she's so successful and I look up to Chrissy Teigen. Okay. That horrifies me. It's not something I ever want to do. I don't aspire to that. But, like, who's laughing now? Because she's making a ton of effing money. Following Allison's comments, Chrissy tweeted that reading some of those comments, quote, was a huge bummer and that it hit her hard. Quote, I've made her recipes for years now. Bought the cookbook, supported her on social, social, and praised her in interviews. She said, I even signed on to executive produce the very show she talks about doing in this article. The Nothing Fancy author later apologized for her comments on social media. Quote, hey, hi, Chrissy Deegan. The rebuttal, of course, is just... 
gag worthy and rolls eyes but whatever hey chrissy deegan allison's apology on twitter began quote i sent an email but also wanted to say here that i'm genuinely sorry i caused you pain with what i said i shouldn't have used you slash your business or marie condos as an example to show what i wanted for my own career it was flippant careless and i'm so sorry allison continued being a woman who takes down other women is absolutely not my thing and i don't think it's hers either i obviously failed to effectively communicate that i hope we can meet one day i think we'd probably get along yeah i think that sister i think that chrissy deegan should say in her a-list late and this lady who I've never heard of should stay in her lane because quite honestly Chrissy Teigen doesn't need people who grovel like who throw her under the bus and then grovel and apologize when they're called out this is like what I feel like the Kardashians have to go through I feel like so many people are mean to them I'm um, not me because I literally I'm obsessed with them and I stand them um but I feel like so many people are mean to them but then when they see them or meet them in their face or they have the opportunity they're like probably kissing their butts and Kim and Courtney and Court uh Kim Chloe Courtney Kylie Chris Kendall they're probably they probably just see through that now and it's like people should see through that and that you should never ever forgive someone who literally publicly bashes you before they meet you because it's just not right it's just jealousy speaking and I understand that people always want what other people have but you should always keep that to yourself in the words of wendy williams it's called kitchen table talk okay let's move on to our next story because i love chrissy teigen so you do you girl uh billy eilish who i literally love a bit of a drama with billy eilish and she's been out of the headlines lately which i love because she's probably just doing her own damn thing just living her own best life okay um billy eilish granted restraining order against fan who trespassed at her home my my so scary who would be trespassing in the age of quarantine okay billy eilish is trying to keep herself safe e-news can confirm that the grammy winner and her parents were granted a temporary restraining order from a fan who says who says who she says i'm sorry recently got too close for comfort a judge ordered Pranel Rocio, I can't pronounce that name, to stay 200 yards away from Billy and her family members. In addition, the individual must cease all contact effective immediately. The next hearing is scheduled for June 1st. E! News um, has also learned Billy's brother, Phineas, was not on the restraining order request. Uh, so what caused the request? According to police records, Pranel was arrested on May 5th for trespassing and released the next day, according to legal documents obtained by TMZ. However, Billy shared more insight to Pranel's alleged behavior that pushed her to take additional action in legal documents. Billy alleged that the 24-year-old visited her house multiple times and exhibited erratic behavior on her property. That's really scary. Quote, while we waited for security, Mr. Rosso remained on her porch, sat down, and began to read a book while also continuing to engage in periodic monologue, Billy alleged in legal docs via TMZ. My father repeatedly asked him to leave, but he refused. The singer claims Pranel showed up seven times and was not wearing a face mask on five of those visits. E! News has reached out to Billy's team for additional comment. Like many celebrities today, Billy is following social distancing and staying at home orders at the same time. She is staying in touch with fans by delivering special at-home performances. Quote, the bad guy singer appeared in Home Fest, James Corden's Late Late Show special, and iHeartRadio's Living Room concert well i'm so sorry billy i also has to go through this and these crazy stalkers should stay away from celebrities because not only is it just crazy and erratic and well frightening but it's also um the age of quarantine and you need to wear a mask and if you're going to come see billy eilish then you should see her at concert when it's safe um, 100 million feet away and this guy should never see her again so tish tosh tish posh goodbye okay now we are at our final story of the day um and this is literally the most exciting story ever which is why i waited till the end to save it save the best for last although all these stories are really good today except for the first two which were really really heartbreaking um we're living in an age of great reunions and, you know, people getting together and a lot of fun things are happening via Zoom because obviously that's the only way for people to really communicate with fans, uh, celebrities and whatnot. So, E! News, some E! News. Hillary Duff and the Lizzie McGuire cast reunited for virtual table read of the bra episode. Literally one of the most iconic episodes ever. It's on Disney+. Plus. If you don't know, I love Disney+. Plus. I stand Disney+. Plus and I also love Lizzie McGuire. 
I feel like this episode was way ahead of its time because I remember watching this in my attic in my parents' house, literally living for this episode because Lizzie and Miranda go to get bras and Lizzie's mom is going shopping with them. Um, but like Lizzie and Miranda don't want her around. Well, more like Lizzie and Miranda's like, oh, just being quiet and BFF. Um, so then Lizzie's like, mom, I just want you to go away and we want to shop. So then Mrs. McGuire, um, Haley Todd is the actress, gives her $40 and then goes off. And then eventually the girls don't, re- eventually the girls realize that they need the mom's help. And you know, it's one of those lessons, one of those episodes with a lesson at the end of it that you like should never throw your parents to the side because they are always there to help you. Okay. But anyways, I sorry, I digress. Um, we might have to wait a while or forever for a new Lizzie McGuire, but Hilary Duff has brought us the next best thing. In a 44-minute Instagram video, Duff and the original cast of the Lizzie McGuire of Lizzie McGuire reunited for a virtual table read of an episode, and it may or may not be the first episode of Lizzie McGuire you think of when you think of the show. Well, the episode I actually think of is um the f- picture episode where Lizzie wears a unicorn sweater, and then Miranda is wearing the same outfit as I think. Kate or Kate's friend Claire and she's gonna throw paint on her but then Lizzie jumps in front of the ca- uh the paint to save her and it's like a heartwarming episode I think that might be the pilot no that's probably the second episode okay um the bra episode which just happens to have aired on May 11 2001 the reunion featured uh Duff Jake Thomas Matt McGuire Haley Todd Joe McGuire Robert Carradine Sam McGuire Adam Lambert Gorda Lelaine Miranda I love seeing Lelaine uh Davida Williams Claire Ashley Brielle Kate and Kyle Downs played Larry Touchman but was reading David Carradine's lines um, writers Nina and Jeremy Briggle, and former writer and father of Jake Thomas, Bob Thomas, who narrated during the table read. Duff also um, had a small animated Lizzie by her side. I love it. It was so good. You guys go, just go to Hillary Duff's Instagram and watch it. If not, it's on the e-website. Um, the event began with an intro from Duff, who explained that this was all Jake Thomas's idea. Before introducing the cast and writers, then they all attempted to sing the theme song. And let's just say, it's clear they did not practice that ahead of the time. You, know, you can watch the video um, here. He provides the video. Um, we were supposed to be getting... Close to a new to a new episode of Lizzie McGuire featuring Duff turning 30, featuring Lizzie turning 30, sorry, but the project got stalled when there were creative differences between Disney and the original creator Terry Minsky. Minsky left as showrunner and a new showrunner had not been announced. In February, Duff alluded to Disney having an issue with the adult material in the show and Minsky told Variety she was hoping her episodes would still be seen. Quote, I am so proud of the two episodes we did. She said Hillary has a grasp of Lizzie McGuire at 30 that needs to be seen. It's a wonderful thing to watch. I would love the show to exist, but ideally I would love it if it could be given that treatment of going to Hulu and doing the show that we were doing. That's part of where I am completely in the dark. That's the part where I am completely in the dark. It's so important to me that the show was so important to people. I felt like I wanted to do a show that was worthy of that kind of devotion. Um, yeah, you guys, check it out on Hillary Duff's Instagram. It's so, it's just premium content and I'm literally living for it and I'm so happy um, that, you know, these, and they're doing it for a good cause too. So it's just wonderful. Um, so congratulations to them and just iconic icons. And we're in an era of icons, so Yeah. All right, everybody, that's, uh, that's my Tuesday episode. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Some really good stories out today. I hope you're all, uh, you know, pulling through. Uh, things, hopefully, knock on wood, seem to be turning around. And everybody stay safe, stay healthy, take care of each other, be kind to one another. Um, wear your mask, wash your hands, uh, and just look out for one another. And uh, I'll be back at you later this week with uh, some more prime stories. All right, everybody, thanks so much for listening. Bye.